Hi, and welcome back to Second Chance Cinema with MC and Spro. I'm Rudy. I'll be reading the review today. Spree Review. Joe Keery steers a terrifying, thrilling social media satire by Joshua mm, Encinas? We'll go with that. August 14th, 2020. If you go on Kurt Kunkel's Instagram, you'll find stories filled with pull yourself up by your bootstraps American happy talk. Kurt leans in and mostly fails at living social media mediocrities fake it till you make it ethos. Whereas social media leads show off their good fortune and then go on to live their lives. Poor working class guys like Kurt scrounge up good vibes in every embarrassing form to gain followers. He calls them Kurties, all in hopes of climbing the social media ladder. What he finds at the top is the basis for Eugene ooh, Kotlerinkos? Mm -hmm. Spree. An equal parts terrifying, thrilling, and satirical look at how social media warps the mind. Kurt is like a more awake version of Pete Davison's SNL character Chad, without the forced laughter to tell you that it's funny. Both are terrifying, but only Spree lets you realize it. At least a dozen people walked out of my Sundance screening, and a bunch of critics outside of the theater were in denial about Spree implicating all forms of media glamorization of people like Kurt. It's the first social media movie I've seen that rightly contextualizes how we use each other online, which ultimately makes it a moralistic film. Moralism is an unpopular word, but the film's moralism is not one of final judgment, but as a critique of our values. Also exemplified in the past classics such as Network, Ace in the Hole, and Dr. Strangelove. Spree finds social media unworthy of species so worthy of dignity, and the movie is also schlocky fun. At any given point when social media feeds are on screen, you can read comments from Kurt's followers. Some reward him with digital currency to commit more crimes. Others beg him to stop and question why he's on other people's feed. Constant messages to perform, or that his content sucks, or here's a few bucks to murder another person. The constantly moving feed of comments feels real as any set of comments I've seen on Instagram Live. They've moved faster than the movie's own breakneck pace and add to the stimulation overload that mimics the experience of being online. It all feels too real and unsettling, and that's the point. Grade A-. All right, well, now to tell you why you should give this film a second chance, here are MC and Spro. Good luck, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of <laughs> Second Chance Cinema. I couldn't think of an adjective. Episode? Uh, another episode, another edition, another venture into the world of unappreciated movies. There you go. That's kind of what we do here, right? Under the we, are, we are recording from Scenic Spro's basement, and we are actually sitting at a poker table once owned by Elliot Ness. Yes, that Elliot Ness. Do you want to tell the story? I don't have much. I mean, this was in my father's basement, my late father's basement. And they were like, do you want the poker table owned by Elliot Ness? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. He, my, so Elliot Ness, for everybody out there that knows, was one of the untouchables. He was called that because he was an FBI agent that uh, Al Capone couldn't buy. And so he eventually came down and arrested Al Capone. And then he 
came to Cleveland and was our first safety director. And when he came to Cleveland, my great-grandmother was his assistant. And so he gifted her this poker table to Cora Sprosty. Awesome. So we're here to talk about a movie. And holy shit, was this a nice surprise of a movie. I think I saw this on, or I think I was I was alerted to this movie as I was kind of flipping through Hulu and landed on like one of those automatic trailer deals where it just starts playing. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I noticed was the name of the movie, Spree, in case you haven't figured that out yet. And of course, I thought of the delicious candy from our childhood. Which I don't think they make anymore. They do. They oh, do they? Absolutely do. And they got Chewy Spree, which I is have not, even better. I, well, to be fair, I, I'm going on a long road trip this weekend, so I did buy some candy for the car and stuff like that. But beyond that, I have not experienced a ton of candy lately. Like, I'm, I'm, I walk through and I see, like, extreme blasted sour, smoky habanero gushers or whatever. And I'm like, man, that is a lot of flavors. Yeah. Well, the kids today love flavors. The Takis are all over the place. Um, Anything that is super spicy or super sugary or super sour, like the kids are like, I want it. I don't remember being is that, like that. Is that like a stage of evolution? Like, are, like is that a like are we evolving to like? Does that protecting us against something? Or like, I, I mean, you got a Mountain Dew in front of you. Like, how many flavors does Mountain Dew have now? Like, you're right. It's just. But how many do I drink? Uh, you well, you're OG. Uh, yeah, right? I'm. I'm a purist, I suppose, <laughs> as pure as a, as a Mountain Dew consumer can be. To go back to candy, though, what's your movie theater candy, and is it different than your road trip candy? For road trip, I went with. Twizzlers and Starburst because Starburst can keep you awake because you have to unwrap them. There's like a, you know, you have to actively eat a Starburst. Twizzlers, I feel like, are more of a journey. Like, you don't shove a whole Twizzler in your mouth. You usually bite it at least one, two, three times. So it's kind of like bite, chew, bite, chew, bite, chew in different variations. And that kind of helps keep me awake. One time, though, I will say this. And then I'll answer your question about the movie theater candy. Do you remember those packs of Twizzlers? They might still have them where they came with like four of them. It was two di- two layers of four mm-hmm. of them, like two two columns of four rows. Yeah. And they were all together. When I lived in New York, I think this was in New York, I saw a guy with one of those open it up, pull out like the top part of it, and then just take a bite out of it like it was a candy bar. And I, I remember just seeing it being like, well, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like it was like when uh, on Seinfeld, when they eat the candy bars with a knife and fork, like he just took a hunk out of just this bag of Twizzlers. I mean, if he doesn't peel them apart, it is a candy bar, no? I mean, f- fair. I mean, that's, that's a whole different podcast, but... <laughs> Uh, movie theater candy, I'd probably go with Skittles. I like, I'm, I mean, Skittles in the movie theater, Skittles or maybe Swedish Fish outside the movie theater. So just no chocolate. You're not a chocolate dude. Nah. Chocolate I save for like cakes and cookies and stuff like that. What about you? Um, Juji Fruits is my movie theater candy. And then Twizzlers is the same, but the Twizzler nibs yeah. for the road. Yeah. Um, if I do get Twizzlers, speaking of how you eat them, like I usually bite off both ends and then make them a mouth guard, you know, or like braces, like Twizzler Interesting. braces. Interesting, And then yeah. just like tuck it in my gum and then like salivate it. You like suck on it like dip. Like, yeah. And just like, like, lic- a, like do licorice like, dip. Do you have a tin of Twizzler <laughs> that you like flick real annoying? Be, although I'm still like looking for like the Wayne's World Red Vine, you know, that they had. In the oh, movie. the dispenser? Yeah. Those, oh, those were called Super Ropes. They used to sell those at Clegg Pool. They really? Came, yeah, they were like three, four feet long. All just one long shrink-wrapped licorice string. And um, they were good. They had like the cherry and then the blue raspberry 
And there might have been a green one, too. I always like the dispenser because it came with a little razor. That you could cut it off with. Yeah. yeah. And good speaking thinking. of cars. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I was wondering how we were going to do that. Very good. <laughs> speaking of cars, this movie, Spree, is not about the candy. Instead, it's about a rideshare killer, as he becomes known throughout the film, which is an interesting premise. And I think it's one that I won't, it didn't take me by surprise because I, it was kind of like, yeah, that I could, of course, there's a movie about that. You know, like, of course, there's a movie about this. But the way it was done and the way some of the characters were introduced, I still don't know what to make of the main character. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more after we play the trailer. And while we're playing the trailer, we are going to once again bring up our oldest friend here on the Second Chance Cinema podcast, The Wheel of Poetry. And on The Wheel of Poetry, we have uh, six different types of poem. And as we watch the trailer, beforehand anyway, we're going to spin it and we're going to uh, land on one and then we will have the length of the trailer to compose something brilliant. Well, I think we've been doing pretty good with these past couple episodes, right? I like so. I feel like our expectations were set really, really low. Like as we, as, as whoever was hosting landed on whatever it was, we were always like, oh God. But then we kind of rose up, I think. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to go ahead and spin... A B A B poem. Oh, I don't nice think we've simple. had this one in a while. This is a pretty simple, pretty simple gimmick for a poem. The first and third lines have to rhyme, and then the second and fourth lines have to rhyme. Not much more to it, Mm-mm. right? Nope. All right. So here's the trailer for Spree, and we will be back. For all of you out there who don't know me, get ready, because you're about to know me. Hey, I don't see any cops around. Should I blow this next one? I'm Kurt. Hey guys. Hey guys. What's up, guys? We're gonna inject this right on the label. Does this water have like a taste to it? Airtight. Well, watertight. (laughs) If you're not documenting yourself, you just don't exist. (laughs) The mouthfeel on this? Otherworldly. What we're doing here is important. We're creating a brand. You're following me, you guys. Fuck yeah! It's a fucking gun. You don't know what this job's like. You don't know. Fucking gun. No. Where are you going? I'm taking you home. This is not the way to my fucking house, Kurt. Oh, no, not your home. My home. So that was our trailer for Spree. And since the movie's called Spree and you're called Spro, I think you should go first. Okay. All right, here are ABAB poems. So here's the thing about Kurt's world. It's a rideshare with lots of cameras. Good thing it was taken down by a girl because the social media cred was gaining stamina. Wow, that was good. Thank you. That was Marshall Mathers rhyming uh, camera (laughs) with stamina. stamina. Not bad, man. That was good. (laughs) What you got? I'm not usually intimidated. I mean, they're always good, but that was, was, I feel like, man, I feel like, um, I don't know. I I hope I don't choke. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, all right, here's mine. A social media killer obsessed with getting likes. A tense, funny thriller till it happens in real life. Oh, did it happen in real life? No, but I mean, <laughs> I like, it, yeah. Let's. Why don't we jump off there? Well, there was that one dude, that like incel dude, that was like on Facebook Live or whatever. Wasn't he like hunting down women? I don't. Rem- I don't know this, but maybe. I yeah. mean, I think there was like a Facebook Live killer type thing. There was also somebody. Yeah, there's been two that I know of. The other one was a African American fella, I think, in Atlanta, that was like going around just shooting random people on social media. Yeah, on Facebook Live. Both of them Facebook Live. <laughs> Meta live, there, whatever it is. Man, <laughs> I don't. I uh, I don't know. I was on Facebook for a long, long time, so I can't. I can't say I saw it coming. But the thing about this movie, and it's not really hard to sum up the plot. It's basically a kid who wants to become a, an influencer, going around in a rideshare like Uber or Lyft, but it's called Spree, and killing people while he's streaming. It kind of blew my mind how many times I like how many different things in the movie happened and i was like oh yeah that could i could see that happening so many things that should have been really outlandish and like shocking and just completely outrageous i was kind of like uh yeah i mean that <laughs> uh, that's not such a leap and i don't maybe that has to do with like the past couple years with covid and uh, you know everything that seemed to come out of just a horrible imagination but like this was not a hard this was not not a big leap for me right well there was i just there was a report recently and i'm not going to say the exact percentage point but it was alarmingly high of like the kids nowadays and being like what do you want to be when you grow up and it was like majority said i want to be an influencer like they want to be discovered and they want to get sponsorships and just sell product and have that be their life and i mean so let's be honest like that's probably the you know the equivalent of like like when we were growing up saying you wanted to be like a movie star or something like Mm -hmm. that i mean like it's a career now like you can't dispute that it is a career for for many people so like when kids say that or i really try actively not to be like oh you know shake my fist in the air get off my lawn like you stupid kids that's not a job because that i mean it is like we've got professional video game players we've got youtubers like these are jobs now so it's like the equivalent of door-to-door salesman you know like it's literally people just trying to sell you product that's a great that's a much better analogy than whatever it was i said (laughs) but it's not door-to-door it's like everybody it's pocket to pocket or i mean but the concept is the same it's just the the method through which you know you're selling people stuff yeah so I, i don't i don't exactly know what i can do to encourage a kid who says that other than like boy, it sounds like there's a lot to learn. You know, I hope you can figure it out. It's clearly possible. It seems like it's a lot of hard work or it's a lot of, you know, luck and opportunity and stuff like that. So, you know, if you learn something cool, tell me. I would love to know because I don't know shit about it. (laughs) It's a lot of hate comments for sure. I mean, that's and that's that's part of this movie, too, is that our hero. Oh, not our hero. Well, (laughs) anti-hero, our anti-hero. But is he even? Well, we'll get into that later because he's set up in such a way that, like, at first I thought he was playing, like, a 13-year-old kid because the first shots of the movie you see, his name's Kurt. The first shot of the movie, I think, is, like, this little animation of him saying, hi, welcome to Kurt's world, I'm Kurt. And it's very, like, infantile, right? It's very, like, 
those videos of like the kids opening toys and stuff like that. Like it was very, very babyish almost. Almost like doing it like it's a dry erase board, but it's almost like an etch a sketch, you know, type of thing. Right. And and so I was wondering like, oh, okay, so is this kid is this like a young kid or what? And it turns out that like he's twenty three and that's kind of just his like nature. He's like this just kind of quirky, like you know, he's not overly threatening. He's kind of just like a a dude who wants to be an influencer. And we learn right away that he's not becoming an influencer. Like his channel, what was his? Oh, Kurt's, Kurt's World was his channel. No followers, no likes, none of that stuff. Um, and so he decides to make a splash, I guess, <laughs> by starting a rideshare and killing his passengers. Yep. Yeah. Well, and we're skipping over the fact this is Joe Keery plays Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Steve. Steve. So this is, I mean, this is everybody's crush at the moment. Like everybody loves Steve at the moment from Stranger Things. So well, like, th- when and when did this come out? This was like a few years old, right? This is this, yeah, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So that would have been like the height of the core of COVID. Kind of that would have been season yeah. four or whatever. Just one just came out. It w- it premiered in Sundance at January twenty fourth, twenty twenty. So COVID was about three months away mm-hmm. and then it premiered like it went widespread august 14 2020 so we were you know hybrid hybriding school and stuff like that right. so but i mean like everything was dropping a stranger like stranger things took over the world like, oh yeah it's almost like that so when i realized that it was in 2020 it was interesting to think because like you think of actors who like take different roles so they don't get typecast and stuff like this or stuff like that i wonder like what the thought process was behind him saying yeah this sounds like an awesome idea <laughs> because it, it was an awesome movie or we wouldn't be talking about it right but it's such a fucked up one and it's such a departure from steve steve right when maybe that's the point but in the same instance still horror right yeah I do wonder, not to get political or whatever, but I feel like any, everything that happened with... That like, means you're about to get yeah, political. <laughs> um, but satire, right? Satire uh-huh. is a very specific form of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we perceive the environment around us. I feel like with the Trump administration, that satire is one of the first things that like like really went out the window. Oh, it didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because you, the, the shit you could make up um, was less unbelievable than what was actually happening in the real world and now you can't joke about anything like you can't like point fingers at like different political parties or political affiliations or religious like everybody is like very just protective over what they believe in which satire was like i mean mel brooks and everything would take the piss out of people because he was like a master at satire you right know? so i mean like you watch something like blazing saddles nowadays and you're like no fucking way i just saw blazing saddles for the first time like a month and a half ago that would and never i happen. was <laughs> floored it was so brilliant but it would absolutely not happen right and it was it was but it was so brilliant and it was like 1973 or 75 i think uh, somewhere back there and um so you, so you're commenting on the fact that this is like a, a satire and over the top kind of social media uh, attention seeking like yeah that. I mean it's billed as a gonzo style satire or a satirical horror thriller film gonzo as in like gonzo journalism I think so yes I'm not sure how that would work because gonzo journalism is a style of journalism that is written without claims of objectivity often including the reporter as part of the story using a first person narrative yeah so it's like becoming a part of the story I don't know 
I don't quite get that. But satire, definitely. Horror, thriller. And I think this... Dark comedy. I think part of the reason why, like, critics... I mean, critics, they didn't not take to it. It's got, like, a D rating, like a 60%, 65%. But I think, like, part of it is... Is this a joke? You right. Know, like, and that's the thing. Like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Am I supposed to be scared by this? That was more of a mindfuck to me than any of the mindfuck movies we've watched. Way more than Mindhunters. Way more than LL Cool J and Mindhunters. But you enjoy... Because Joe Carey is so good in this. You he enjoy was. the fuck out of his performance. He was just really like... He was really likable. <laughs> and not, not in the way... Like, not fascinating. People who get wrapped up in, like, Dahmer and Ted Bundy. Like, I think that's the attraction there is that they're fascinating, right? Like, they represent things that we're terrified of. But we're able to access those fears safely through watching these movies. Like, and, and these shows about them this guy kurt was i mean until he started killing people was genuinely likable and then even after he started killing people still made me laugh yeah yo guys what's going on it's me kurt from kurt's world and i just realized something big and i'm calling it the lesson this is a surefire way for me to go viral and guess what the best part being i, I can do it all from the front seat of of my spree so you guys stay tuned buckle up and I'll show you the ropes. All right, peace out. Much love, you guys. Hashtag peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Make sure to follow uh, follow me for the lesson. Peace out. Well, they did a good job of the first victim was just racist. Fuck the, it, right? The that was such a brilliant tee up, and I didn't. Re- I watched it twice. I watched it a while ago when I said, "Hey, we should do this movie," and I watched it last night. And the first victim, he's like a white nationalist racist you don't really get specifics but he's in the backseat of the car talking about you know how proud he is to be white and and he's on his way to a rally and like a lot of clues that pretty much paint a picture and so you're sitting there like man i hope this guy fucking gets it because he's a he's an asshole he's a bigot he's a a piece of shit he's just like like you you feel like man he's gonna get what's coming to him all the while you're forgetting that the kid in the front seat is a murderer right <laughs> which like which, but you don't necessarily know that well yet. i mean if you've seen the trailer you know what's yeah. gonna happen and the poster teeing up that first guy as such a an unredeemable fuck was the perfect way to hook you in to like okay i'm not exactly on um kurt's side here like i'm not condoning this but what other terrible people is he gonna kill right right and he does and really like as like an adult like maybe i just don't get the whole like i've never really got my students and whatnot watching people play video games right like i don't necessarily understand that fascination so the person that kurt wants to be is bobby right who is like his like a kid that you he used to babysit who blew up Right. And Bobby, to me, is a douchebag. Well, of course. I mean, like, the kid he wants to be is an acquaintance. Not really a friend. Like, it's kind of like Kurt annoys Bobby whenever they talk. But, like, he owes him a favor or something. Something weird like that. And, yeah, he's just this little shit who got lucky on Instagram or whatever it is. Do they say if it's, like, Facebook or Instagram? Or Twitch? I don't remember if they actually brand it. But whatever. Probably not. And so he... (laughs) And so, yeah, probably not. So he's the one who, like, he's the, the the template. He's the one that Kurt wants to be. And, yeah, he's just this little shit who got rich doing stupid prank videos. I mean, there's a million of them. So that's, like, like the two things that they tee up really well in this. One, they go, here's the victim. The victim's going to be this racist guy. And here's the competition. And it's this douchebaggy kid. You know, so you're like, so you're like oh, oh, so if he kills racist people, 
he can surpass this this douche kid and then and I'm cheering for him now. No, it's not just going to be some guy who kills his rideshare clients. Maybe there's another agenda here. Maybe there's like, like maybe he's going to be the hero at the end. But the next couple <laughs> victims. But. <laughs> but the next couple victims, even though, let's see, I'm trying to count how many there was. So counted deaths, there are 12. Okay. Non-counted deaths are three. Would that be like the cop who the girl accidentally shoots? <clears throat> So we'll go through Frederick, poison, 13 minutes in. Andrea, poison, 15 minutes in. Mario, hit with car. Richard, eaten by junkyard dogs. Kendra, eaten by junkyard dogs. London, power drilled to the head. Bobby, base camp, stabbed in stomach and head. There's a question mark. <laughs> Police officer, shot in head by DJ Uno. David, um, killed off screen. Angela Kunkel, found killed Wait, by... Wait, who's the one killed off screen? David. Davit. Oh, that's the um, when he takes over the guy's rideshare to kidnap the, the stand-up comic. Yep, that's the okay. So okay, got it. Um, Angela Kunkel found killed by Kurt. Chris Kunkel shot four times by Kurt. Kurt Kunkel hit with car, beat to death with phone, and then the non-counted deaths: DJ Uno, presumably poisoned by the poison water; Michael Mendoza, Mendoza, unknown, listed on memorial webpage at the end of the movie with other victims. Wow, ah. good catch, Dead Meat Wiki. Interesting. And then possibly some homeless people ran over by the car. That's right. That <laughs> happened too. But you listen to those kills, eaten by junkyard dogs, power drill to the head. Um, Welcome to Spree. Like, how would you... Shoehorning that into a movie about, you know, driving around in a car, killing people, like... Like, the junkyard dogs thing was... That scene was so good. Because <laughs> what it was, was he... I mean, he picks up three, like, kind of drunk, uh, like, partiers. They're just... I don't know if the, the guy and the girl were a couple, or they were all just friends, or what. But the, the passenger in the front seat, do you recognize her? Should I? Misha Barden from the OC. I didn't catch that. That's that's the main girl from the OC. Is no, that the? I just went um, into Savage Garden. No, is like, that the one where they do the? Uh, Ooh, what you say? Yep. Yeah. Ooh, what you say? Ooh, that you only meant well, well, cause you did. Ooh, what you say? But anyway, so they he he's got two people in the back seat. Guy and a girl, and then the other girl, I guess Mishka Barton, mm -hmm. comes up into the front seat with him. The he 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 baits them by saying like, "Hey, you guys want to see something cool for the gram?" He does say the gram a bunch of times, so it must be Instagram, without officially saying it. But he's like, "You guys want something cool, something streamable for the gram?" I know this place. My grandpa owns it. We can go there. It's dark. Nobody will be there. Which in my head, I'm like, and I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm overly rationalizing, but I would probably say, "No, dude." I just want to go home. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to your grandpa's weird dead junkyard, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, if, if, if it was a chance to take a selfie with like an alien, maybe, but just to go to your like shitty junkyard and, and yeah, you know, way out of the way, I, I like to think I would be smarter than that, but they're not. And so they go and, um, it's brilliant because the guy and the girl in the back seat stand up out of the sunroof because they want to do something crazy. They want to do something for the gram. And so he guns it. And as he does that, you see this bar across the screen, like a you know metal bar or a pole or something like that. Obviously, you're like, oh, he's going to slice them in half. He's going he's to go under the bar and he's yeah. going to bisect or decapitate them or whatever. But he doesn't. It just happens fast and it kind of goes like whoosh over their heads. And they're like, whoa, be careful, man. 
that was crazy. And then he stops and he closes the sunroof so it traps him. And then two junkyard dogs come out of nowhere, jump up on the hood, jump up on the roof, and dismember these people. <laughs> that was a, a mini twist I did not see coming. And uh-huh. then he... Puts a power drill in the other girl's head while she's like screaming for her friends, and that's kind of. I don't know of, why I'm smiling. <laughs> I mean, and that's because it's 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 ridiculous to say this out loud. Like it's ridiculous to hear this out loud. But it sounds so horrific to say it out it, loud. Right? It's ridiculous. Like it's it's so almost unbelievable to say it all out loud. Like that train of events that I just described should not ever happen in a world. <laughs> like like should not that should not be a thing. So to have it exist in this movie world where somehow we're we're believing everything that's happening like is plausible because of the saturation with the streaming comments and the likes and the constant branding and all that shit it it suspends your disbelief in a way that like I don't know. Other movies haven't done before. Like you have to suspend your disbelief when you go see all kinds of movies, adventure movies, horror movies. Mm. You have to you have to rationalize that like, okay, these people won't behave like normal people because there has to be a movie. You know, they'll go down to the dark basement where the killer is because there has to be a movie. But this one and maybe it's just, you know, a sign of the culture was like. I suspended my disbelief and thought that two people getting mauled by junkyard dogs sticking out a sunroof was completely plausible. Well, especially the sunroof pinning them in. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right between I mean, that could, that's, pelvic bone that's, and your rib That's cage, probably like... happened to me at some point. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I mean, that part was not unbelievable. Mm-mm. And it wasn't even the junkyard dogs that was so unbelievable or that was so, like, over the top. It was just like, I'm on this ride now unintended like i'm invested in everything that happens well especially because if you're an audience member you're kind of being like oh you can't outsmart me like obviously he's gonna go hit them with the pole exactly right? and so when he doesn't you're kind of like oh and then when they, the junkyard dogs come out you're kind of you're now like oh this movie is kind of it's ahead of me so let me catch up right and like be more invested it's like in anything goes yeah it's, it's like i did not see that coming that was right. not on my bingo card <laughs> for this movie so anything goes and i think once he goes under the the pole he also smashes through a gate too Mm -hmm. right while they're still up there so you're like first you think it's going to be the pole then you see the gate and you're like oh good fake it's going to be the gate then you're like oh it wasn't the gate what's left and then woof woof (laughs) you're like oh shit oh i forgot about the realtor she was just kind of like i felt bad for her she didn't really i mean she was being like unhelpful and kind of mean to whoever she was texting with or on the phone with but that one, that one was kind of like, oh, there are worse people out there. Kurt. Yeah, can- and it was super quick. It was funny because I had a student that was just talking to me this week, and she was like, we're in health class, and we're learning about drugs, and I really feel like they're just teaching us how to buy drugs. <laughs> Because they're like, this is how this kid found drugs. And then, like, we're telling the students. But anyway, what I'm saying is a lot of with the realtor is after the fact, after he kills her, he's like, this is how you cover your tracks. Right. And he's like, she has facial That's recognition right. on the phone. That's right. And everything. And I'm like, because as I'm watching, I was like, oh, why his, are we whole, <laughs> his whole brand was hashtag the lesson. Yeah. Right. And so he's making this like a how to video right. at some points. So that's right. He did that with with her. He was like, here's how you do this. Here's how you make the poison water. Here's how you do, um, you know, here's how you dispose or clean off the blood or whatever. Um, Cover your tracks. Yeah. You're just going to want to make sure that you remove all the air bubbles. (laughs) Not really. I just like to do that. And then we're going to inject this right on the label because um, that way the passenger will never notice. Airtight. Well, watertight. 
ことしてるんです Backing up for a second though, do they still have Dare? Yes. Okay, when I was in Dare. I could get you shirts if you want. Ah,、uh, maybe, but. Don't get lost I... in the woods is like the new slogan. Don't what? Don't get lost in the woods. Is that like, cause what? Bears or? <laughs> cocaine <laughs> bears? <laughs> I don't, yeah, cocaine bears. That... No, that's don't get lost in the don't get, don't lose yourself to drugs. I don't know. Why are the drugs the woods?、I、the woods、I、are did, beautiful. Like, don't、I'm、get lost to... in the woods. That, sh- that shirt、sober. is now the biggest mindfuck on the show, <laughs> I think. But what I was going to say is, based on my education in drug abuse resistance education, based on my experience, I thought I was going to be randomly offered drugs way, way more than I ever actually was as a child. And that total was zero times. <laughs> I, first, I was also. You've m- never been offered drugs? Not as a child in high school. Oh, I guess that's true. I always worried because I remember in fifth grade, I had to go to the front of the class because we had to demonstrate how you would say no. And my demonstration was demonstration eight, which is strength in numbers. And so I had like my friends with me, and I was like, no. We're not going to do it. And, da, da, da. and I sat back in my seat and was like, I don't walk with friends. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucked. I'm going to have mean, to take these drugs because my friends aren't around. According to, according to Dare, in what would have been like 1996 or so, <laughs> I was prepared to encounter random shady drug dealers around every street corner, along with flashers and trench coats and quicksand. Fun fact. Didn't learn about quicksand in Dare, but I feel like I was worried way more about quicksand than I should have been. I did take a walk once in Puerto Rico and was offered cocaine by a 10 year old, by a fifth grader. <laughs> wow, when was this? This was 2019. Oh, so recently? Yeah. Okay. So I was a grown man and I was just walking in and he came up to me and he's like, cocaine? And I was like, Excuse me? He's like, Cocaine? I, I have. Like, I don't, and they opened up his palm, and there was just a bunch of little baggies. And I was like, Oh, holy shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a friend when we were in Vegas who was also offered, and he had what remains the greatest retort I've ever heard. The guy said, Hey, man, you want some Coke? And he goes, Oh, no, I just brushed my teeth. And then just kind of <laughs> turned away. <laughs> and I still say that now, like when I don't want to do something, like, Hey, did you do the dishes?、Oh, I can't, I just brushed my teeth. Like, <laughs> It's such a good universal like, <laughs> excuse to get out of things. But man, yeah, Dare, Dare didn't exactly prepare me. I also thought I was going to have to stop, drop, and roll way more than I ever have, you know? <laughs> like, not once. <laughs> I mean, thank God, but we spent a lot of time on that. Yeah, they prepared us for a lot.、Mm-hmm. So, anyway, back to Spree. We're at the point in the movie where we meet our. She ends up being like our secondary. We haven't talked about David Arquette yet. Oh, David Arquette's in the movie. <laughs> I mean, I saw that. Like, when that happened, I was kind of like, how should I feel about this? Because I don't think. I mean, David Arquette's like. Like, he hasn't done anything scandalous or anything like that, right? Like, no, he married Courtney Cox, had a couple kids, and then they were together for a long time. Like, it was, it, but like, is he like, like a down on his luck kind of actor? Like, or was this just like a cool role for him? I don't, I don't, I have not, I have not kept up on David Arquette. He plays the like, I guess he was like an absentee father who's kind of a DJ. Not a famous DJ, but like a promoter. Promoter, because it was DJ、something. Uno that he's like, oh my gosh, we're gonna. We got I thought、DJ、he was、Uno、a DJ because wasn't he like mixing beats when we first meet him or something like that? Yeah, probably. But anyway, so he's 
he's he's like a tweener. He's kind of a douchebag, but he's also like not. You know, he doesn't he doesn't trend or lean one way or the other. And so you kind of don't know how to feel about him. Like he like it's very clear that Kurt is not a fan of his, but every time we interact with him, every time we see him, it's not like he's doing anything egregious like he even he gets in the car and he finds the gun that kurt stole from bobby right Mm -hmm. um and he's like you can't do this this is unsafe man i love you why would you do this like he's he shows this like tender side and so you're kind of like where am i what am i supposed to feel for this guy which i thought i mean was interesting was was unique yeah but then we meet jesse adams she's a stand-up female stand-up comic who gets in a ride share with this misogynistic asshole like total doucher he's the one who gets hit by the car and like flips over the windshield it's really really funny (laughs) and kurt tries to kind of use her leverage her and and be like oh hey i'm trying to start my social media thing can you tag me you've got a lot of followers that would be great and she sort of like blows him off doesn't really she's not she's obviously super uncomfortable with the ride and rightly so and she gets out and then we kind of like we forget that she's there till the end when kurt's end game is to go to her show and kidnap her and have that be like his piece de resistance mm. he's going to take this girl with so many followers and he's going to kill her on his stream now one of the things that like really bothered me about this movie was the influx of live comments that kept saying fake fake this is fake right. this is the shittiest fake video i've ever seen like that to me is the part like that's the part in in boondock saints at the beginning where the priest is talking about kitty genovese who was the woman who was stabbed like you know many many times while people just watched and did nothing and he's like the true evil is is the indifference of good men like that sentiment was updated through all those comments of just like fake this is stupid i don't care i'm gonna go watch something else like that was unsettling because like or the i mean the opposite of like kill the you know like oh yeah active about right 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 and and yeah either it was either indifference or like aggression yeah and that part was probably the most unsettling part for me because again not entirely unbelievable right well it's twitter it's i mean that's the whole like the worst thing about social media is the fact that and what i always stress and what i always believe in is i think like if we are going to live as much as we do on the internet with these profiles and whatnot like i don't understand why we have anonymity on there Concerned the fact that like the anonymity is allowing people to be as big of assholes as possible, and it's time to like just start taking down the shroud. Now I realize like the last time they like I think Facebook was going to take away the anonymity and be like you have to have a a profile with your real name and everything. But even still, I mean, a lot of people said like, well, I have stage names, I have uh, pen names, I have drag names, you know, like, and they were saying like I need this for that account, mm-hmm. and so they couldn't push that anymore, but. Man, we really got to do something if this is going to be how we live our lives. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, there's very little middle ground because the anonymity provides, like, such an invincible shield for people who just want to be fuckers. Right. And then the people who are publicly out there and, like, are honestly present are the ones who end up, like, getting, you know, like, doxxed or canceled or whatever like that many with good reason but it's it's like it's just a whole web that i'm like web get it like the (laughs) world wide web that like i'm glad i'm glad i'm not a kid oh yeah that's kind of what i've realized it's like dude i am glad i'm not a kid well with everything now like i mean not to bring it back to the students but like dealing with uh cyberbullet like 
kids just telling each other that they're going to beat each other up. And like when we were in school, I had a pager, right? I don't, you know, like. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. When I was 16, it's the same number that oh. I have today. But I, I was walking through the mall and like. <laughs> oh, every layer of the story gets better. And Tell me you went into Pacific Sun. No, no, no. One of those T-Mobile kiosks, okay. right? And the guy came out and he was like, you want a pager? And I was like, I'm not 18. And he's like, you don't have to be. <laughs> so, wow. So, and of course, my friends See, weren't those, there. That's the kind no of interaction. No strength in numbers. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of interaction I thought Dara was prepping, <laughs> prepping me for. But instead of pagers, it would have been heroin. I got a cool one. It was see-through. Man, you got the <laughs> so, translucent. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it never worked. Like, my mom just brought up the other day. She's like, oh, your senior year, you're with the worst. I would page you and you would never come home. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. So what did you have to do? Like, you got a page and you would have to go to one of those two pay phones at the front of the school <laughs> and, like, make a phone call? I mean, there was codes and everything like that. You know, like, so, like... Oh, like, shorthand, like, 911 yeah. emergency. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we want to really deep dive what the 90s were like, my girl, lady friend at the time would text me a time to call her house. And before that time, she would call the weather, right? Because you could call and get the weather for like the week because we didn't have smartphones. So like you called like the weather phone number. Okay. And it would read you the next five days of weather. Okay. And so she would call that. So I wouldn't ring her late at night. It would just beep through. And then she could go on the parents' home line. Like so her parents wouldn't wake up? Right. Man. So you could do that, like, go like just sit through movie phone until your, yeah. your girl. Okay, wow. <laughs> so, Did you use a calling card to do this? No. no. <laughs> See, that was my jam in college. I had a calling card. I remember that. But never had a pager. I Man, I feel like I don't even know you. But anyway, so... Back to the point of like, the, so the students, when we left school, you know, school's behind. Like we might get TP'd that night, but that was like the only thing that could happen to you at night. Mm-hmm. Now they're just texting each other all 24 like, seven. Oh yeah. I'm going to beat your ass when I see you at school tomorrow and stuff like that. Just like ramping up. We wonder why anxiety is as prevalent as it is in our society nowadays, because nobody can turn off anymore. That's, I mean, you're absolutely right. And you, so for the past, like, I think before I even started this movie, I've deliberately tried to shut off my phone and kind of stay away from screens for like an hour before I go to bed. And it's not, I mean, I'm not perfect at it. It's kind of unavoidable sometimes, but I've been reading books. I've been like, just kind of I've been smoking pot. I've been doing like, <laughs> like stuff that's not in front of a screen. And I swear to God, I've been sleeping better. I've been like on those nights when I'm able to actually do it. I've been sleeping better. I've been reading some really good books. I've been chilled out when I'm stoned. Like it's a trap. It yeah. really is. And this movie does such a great job of showing what a just a, a fucking cesspool it can be. I haven't made a video in a long time because it's uh, things are really awesome for me right now. And it's it's been kind of hard for me to find Kurt, especially in these videos. It's been really tough. It's been really tough for me to find Kurt. And I'm just not. It's been really tough for me to find Kurt. I don't even know why I'm making these videos. Metrics. It is a numbers game, and right now, I just feel like a zero. And the weird thing is, is 
what I feel for Kurt is feel sorry for him. Exactly. Like, I feel sorry that he feels like he needs his validation. I feel sorry for him that at first he's not getting it. Like, he plays it really well at the very beginning. Rewatching it, super sad at the beginning when he feels like he has to talk about 9-11 to, you know, to connect with his audience. (laughs) Right. Doesn't he even say, like, even if it was fake or like, he, 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 like, tries to get the, like, he he tries to get the conspiracy theory bite out of it. Yeah. And just to, like, walk the line or whatever so he doesn't, like, perturb any of his viewers yeah and that's the thing like when you hear a kid say i want to be a gamer i want to be a youtuber i want to be an influencer i accept that like that's that's a thing now but it's also like do you know what else you might be good at right like do you know other things you might be good at have you tried other things you might be good at because i bet there are a ton well and i just read an article by a prominent politician hope he runs in 2024 but he was talking about the fact that like we are very much needing to import specialty people at their positions because our kids nowadays don't really have we're not producing as much doctors and teachers you know like because Mm -hmm. our kids really want that short term they want to be salesmen right like in a in a weird influencer way and it's that instant gratification which is nothing new that you know we could talk about but the the one thing that like social media i think forces people to do is try to like hot wire connection Mm -hmm. like instead of you and i riding together to graduation kind of hanging out for like the first real time building a friendship over 20 plus years social media gives you like quick hits of that feeling not lasting but like quick hits i mean it's a drug there's science behind that i'm pretty sure right (laughs) so that's the high that he's chasing in this movie is trying to get those quick hits, quick hits of a like, of a follow, of a whatever they were, donation or, uh, um, you know, a mention, a tag, all that stuff are just like these quick hits of validation that, you know, spike the dopamine for a quick second, but then ultimately like one step forward, two steps back kind of thing, make you just want it more. Yeah, I can't come up with the word, but like when Jesse Adams is saying like, I'm not going to take, you know, like, because her social media is her brand, right? Like that's, that's her persona. And so he's like, oh, just connect me to that. And she's like, no, like, I'm not, you know, like, I don't know you type of thing. Or Mm -hmm. what can you do for me? And that's how in the 80s and 90s, it would be like, hey, do you want to be my friend? I don't really know you, you know, like. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but. Or LinkedIn with like, you may know these people, like how many connections do you have and what can you do for me? And who do you know and what business are you in like linkedin is ridiculous (laughs) like i hate that linkedin is necessary because linkedin is just fucking ridiculous i don't know how to work it and a lot of people say like oh if you knew how to work it it's true i mean like you it's kind of like a um like a damned if you do and damned if you don't sort of thing like i've made really really good connections that have helped me in various careers professional acquaintances all that kind of stuff but then there are people who just make it like businessman facebook like that's all it is is like it'll be like a dude posting a picture or a girl posting a picture in like workout gear and then it'll be a quote about hard work pays off or some shit like that that's like tangentially like very exponentially related to work and a job and a career but it's really 90 percent people just showing off their shit which right. you know was a get was was the opposite purpose i think of what it was built for but whatever <laughs> but and you're right it was sort of like if you if you weren't friends with somebody in school like if you went up to somebody and said hey you want to be my friend and they were like nah the only interaction you had to have with them was through the rest of the school year when you were sitting by them in class not the barrage of shit even if you weren't talking to them, like you would still see their feed after school. 
I'm saying now, like you, yeah. you would still be prone to maybe seeing an update or a feed or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like letting a vampire in your house, you know, like it can't come in until you sign up and let it in. <laughs> and then once you let it in, you're fucked. Yeah. It's going to suck the life out of you. That's why I can never do Snapchat and like, because Snapchat, you could see what other people are doing without even really like knowing them or being connected to them. Like the Snapchat, like how many times they're snapping, like snap streaks and all that jazz. Like, no. That is all Greek to me. It is point. all like, dude. We it's are, all peeping Tom. We are old. We are old. Like, we, are, we we are the old guys. Now. We need to get back to the good old days. The good old days of milkshakes and diners. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about Jesse Adams <laughs> because to me she was. I was gonna say reprehensible, and here's why: she she's a stand-up comic who is set to have a big showcase the night that she interacts with Kurt. She goes on stage and talks about her experience that day. She is in the car with Kurt and this other douchebag, and she live streams sort of herself giving him the business. She's smart, she's witty, she's like just taking him down one peg at a time, and she live streams it, gets a big reaction, and so her show that night's gonna be great. And then she gets up on stage and she's, she has this like moment of clarity where she, she crusades against social media. She's like, you know what? I had this experience today and it opened up my eyes. We're basically all the stuff that we kind of just said, like <laughs> we're, we're addicted to our phones. We're, you know, searching for friends where there are no friends. We're desperate we're for social media fame, desperate for fame. We're desperate to be influencers. And you know what? And then she throws her phone down and like in this big dramatic performative display smashes her phone. Okay. And everybody's like, wow, you know, that's that's awesome empowerment. Like, you're right. We need to put our phones away, all that shit. Then she goes back out and we find out that Kurt has killed the driver that she summoned and is now going to take her and kidnap her and basically, like, finish his lesson with her. Did you like the set? I didn't mean to rag on you that hard. Rag on me? Yeah. Sticks and stones, Jesse Adams. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I liked it. I liked all what you did because when you were talking up there, I realized inside me, it was like this activator, and it like, whoa, all of a sudden, the things that you were saying, I realized they were in my head, but I just had not thought them yet. Okay, and yeah. And that to me, that to me, that's not gonna work. What? That's not gonna work, Jesse. He he he. Your phone, you broke it during the set, remember? Yeah, I remember. Of course. Oh my gosh, how could you forget? How could I forget? How could anyone forget? <laughs> oh my gosh, I had this like crazy breakthrough today. Why too. are we going east? We need to be that. going west. You know what I'm all about now, Jesse? I'm all about love. I'm a man of you love. Just, it just blew Let's, over here, just, let me out. Okay, just listen to me. I'm just trying to like make myself heard by you. So like, check this out. Love is more powerful than anything. That's something that I figured out uh, back there at the show. It's like Just love, let me out, man, just please. Love is more powerful than anything. You know what I mean? No. It could break down any sort of barrier between any type of person. It's like, man, how can something that's so powerful also just be Kurt, such a good branding tool? Do you know what I mean? And it's like, imagine the audience that you and me could get if we just plussed our audiences together. Oh my gosh. Can you you imagine are the freaking me out like, right now. For a leaked sex tape? That would be unbelievable. What? And it's like having sex. We're beyond having sex at that point. We're like making love. Like real love, though. Not like disingenuine love. It's cool. Where right? are we going? I'm taking you home. This is not the way to my fucking house, Kurt. Oh, no. Not your home. My home. My home. 
she is able to escape and they kind of back and forth a few times. Ultimately, she hits him with the car and then beats him to death with a cell phone, which I have a few questions about. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've dropped like three cell phones like on a pillow and cracked the screen, you know? So, like, I don't know that they're made to withstand it concussions. Was a metaphor. I know, I know. I'm aware, I'm aware, I'm aware. Very aware. But then what happens is she takes a selfie with his, I'm assuming, corpse. Uh-huh. Puts it on social media, says something like, I'm going to take a break for a while, and then is instantly catapulted into fame. And she, like, eats it all up. I think they call her, like, the next Chris Rock or something like that. She's got, like, articles in The New Yorker, a comedy special, all that stuff. And she's back on social media just, like, living it up. So when she wasn't huge on social media, she was ready to just, like, fuck social media. Right. But as soon as she gets a bite of the apple, then she's... Everything she just said is retconned, and she's kind of like, well, here's the hypocrite in me. I didn't like that. That made me think, like, man, she's a kind of a douche, too. Like, did you feel that way, or was oh, that just yeah. me? Yeah. Well, in the, in the same instance, like, I felt like we're all douche. Oh, like, well, we're all... yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're a douche, for what it's worth. But in the same instance, like, I have, I have 31,000 followers on TikTok, right? Like, and I want to... Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know. You have a TikTok? I have a TikTok. How do you have 31,000 followers? It started... How come we don't have 31,000 followers? (laughs) I know. Because I I should talk about the podcast on the TikTok. The TikTok is weird, though, because I blew up. I mean, my first videos were me hanging upside down from pull-up bars and saying I was a bat. Like, it was just dumb shit that I did during COVID um, because I was all alone in this house. Then I started a relationship with my college girlfriend because it was like 20 years and that blew up. It had like 1.7 million views and everything like that. Of what? You guys on dates and stuff? Or No, just me. It was one video of me being like, yeah, so all this happened and, you know, got divorced and rah, 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 rah. And then she reached out and now she lives in Texas and I live in Cleveland. And we're going to meet in Boston and tomorrow or whatever. And I'm nervous. That was all the video it was. 1.7 million views. Everybody was on board and wanted to like. Are you shitting me? I am not. I'm surprised Why you know are you nothing not about saying those. like I have a podcast with my <laughs> my good looking best friend. I will. I will. And all my list or all my uh, TikTok followers that have just jumped on board. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> hey, but, nice to meet you, yeah. fucking guys. Finally, <laughs> jeez, how long has this been going on? Uh, two years. God. So yeah, my my it's my. Do you remember my AOL screen name? Because that's my TikTok name. Oh man, yes, I do. Two Spro for you. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's my TikTok name. Awesome. So then relationship ends, and I'm like, I don't know what to do without the relationship where everybody jumped on board. I don't know how to keep 31,000 followers entertained. So my videos now are completely just all over the place. So in the same instance, I feel for these people in Spree being like, I need to keep my listeners engaged, my listenership engaged to build my brand and build my build my art. But in the same instance, like, wow. how are you doing? See, it I- is stress. It's a weird, stupid stress. For m- wow. I had no idea. You had a pager? <laughs> And you have a TikTok. Yep. And my movie theater candy is Juji. That I could have guessed. But the other two, completely left field. I don't know. That to me is like, so basically you had 1.7 million voyeurs interested in your relationship. Yep. And I have 30, but in the same instance, also 31.7 thousand followers, 28,000 probably bots, you know, just Mm -hmm. things that glommed on because 
you were blowing up mm-hmm. and so companies and everything so who knows how many real people because every one of my videos now gets like a thousand views so <clears throat> anyway we come to the end of the movie and so she blows up she right? does blow and up and yeah. then Kurt Kurt's like notoriety also becomes a little right which he, also makes sense in this day and age that we're in I feel like there's a lot of responsibility there like there's responsibility on the filmmakers and on the you know actors and stuff like that because they know what they're doing like right. this was all intentional to make us like Kurt to make us at least like feel for him or be amused by him or whatever same thing with um you know Dahmer same thing with that show you um mm-hmm. like they're they're made to seduce you kind of in this case it's a little more it's played more for laughs than it is you know for tension and whatever but still it's it's exactly what you're saying it's it's kind of a slippery slope that that you find yourself on where where you can't kind of distinguish you can where you where you know right from wrong but like you're waiting for your feelings to kind of catch up with that yeah with well, that logic you present it you're like watch spree see if it's for a second chance cinema and i, I think i texted you as watching i was like oh this is like american psycho for this generation yeah like for the what is it gen z it's yeah. it's it is american psycho for ride shares but in the same instance, like looking at Spree versus American Psycho, Patrick Bateman, it's hard. Like, I love American Psycho as a movie. Same. But Joe Keery is so much more likable than I think Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman was. Well, Patrick Bateman was supposed to be like a caricature. Well, I guess I guess Kurt is too. They're both rooted in like consumerism. Mm-hmm. You know, like Patrick Bateman is obsessed with the niceties and the brands and the restaurants and all that same thing with kurt he's obsessed with the currency of today which is social media followings and likes and stuff like that good way to put it like that yeah (laughs) that's because i didn't get offered drugs a lot in (laughs) in ninth grade um they are similar and i do remember you saying that and thinking like wow that was a really um that's a really like astute observation because they're both products of the society that they live in and same thing with american psycho like i crack up at american psycho you know very very like specific lines and stuff make me crack up because it's like who does that who says that you know like the murders are a lot more grisly and gruesome in american psycho but you know like when they're all talking about the business cards and yep um He's getting ready to kill Jared Leto and the whole Huey, Huey Lewis in the news shit. Like that's the same kind of energy as as Kurt, um, you know, as Kurt taking like selfies and stuff like that. It's yeah. the same like like dropping the chainsaw down the stairwell. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 so outlandish, but at the same time, unfortunately, entirely plausible. Yep. And there we are. Five questions. Let's do five questions. And I'm going to have to pull it up on my phone because this computer, I think, will actually physically explode <laughs> if I try to get Google on it. We totally skipped DJ Uno. We can talk about DJ Uno. I just, the cop being shot was the most surprising thing. It was I tragic. Think. It was tragic. Okay, here we go. You ready? Five questions. Number one, is Spree on Netflix a true story? Spree is on Hulu. And not a true story. Spree is a fictional work inspired by the real life case of an Uber driver written by Eugene Kotelyarenko and Gene McHugh. The second one was easier to say. (laughs) Number two, how scary is Spree? I would say not. Um, It's unsettling, but I wouldn't say it's scary. It's unsettling. It's harrowing. It's unnerving. Haunting. Haunting, but not in like a jump scare kind of way. Right. The violence can... Or a suspenseful way. Like, you pretty much know... Not traditionally suspenseful. I mean, I was kind of wondering what was going to happen. There's no like slow violin playing 
no like, there's no it's there's not a huge like dramatic build and, and all that but i mean there's definitely tension there's definitely nuance and stuff like that the violence can be kind of grisly yeah here and there you but, could close your eyes for that yeah is kurt kunkel still alive no but only in our hearts and on 4chan apparently <laughs> according to the credits what did kurt do to the water in Bree? he i don't think they said what specific poison it was some kind of poison and no i don't remember if they said it for a while i thought it was bleach because the people would drink it and then start coughing immediately i thought it was arsenic maybe but so he uses a syringe pushes the syringe in where the label is on a water bottle and then dabs it with a glue gun to close it up and then it's airtight (laughs) watertight I remember that joke for whatever reason. Wow, dude. <laughs> um, what was that? Question three? Yep. Question four would be how many kills are in Spree? Uh, 12 on screen, three off. Or three plus off because who knows how many homeless people he ran over. Listen to you, man. And the last one. Is Spree worth watching? Of course it is. That's why it's an episode of Second Chance. It's an edition of Second Chance. It's a, it's a very unique and pointed critique of social media. And it's so, so I think it's 93 minutes. Oh yeah, it's like a, it's an easy, it's easy like, commitment. To me, the pacing, very much like the chase, right? That we did. Shit, that was one of our first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, super fast paced. And at the same time, not only is it fast paced, but you can watch it again and again because there's so many like things jumping out at you and comments and like uh-huh. things flashing up on the screen. Oh, you could it spend is the whole... so for the ADD generation. Yeah, you could have... spend the whole movie just reading the comments and yeah. like, trying to pick out you know cherry pick the comments like the attention to detail with some of this stuff is i mean i could see like our parents maybe being like what i don't oh yeah <laughs> like what who is that what's that what's a what's a ride share right like... i don't know why our parents talk like that all of a sudden <laughs> I would say it's like probably one of the first times I saw a screening of a movie called Unfriended. Do you remember that? Oh, movie? yeah. I love that movie. Oh, I hate that movie. Why? It was one of the like, because... That's the webcam one, right? That is the webcam one. Because in that movie, spoiler, if you haven't seen Unfriended, but... Or is that, wait, is that the one with the ghost kind of though? She kills herself and comes back and kills oh, no, all of her Oh, no, so bullies. there's a second one. The okay. second one is the one I like. The second one is more rooted in like the dark web reality. Okay. Like The one that I don't like is because the message is kind of delivering is if you're getting bullied, kill yourself. So then you could come, come back and back kill the as bullies. A ghost. And I was like, yeah. this fucking message is yeah. warped. But it was one of those like, we're going to try and do everything with the webcam right like we're gonna try to do everything with this spree to me is like one of the first movies that really pulls off this new technology of like texting and and screen sharing and you know the cameras everywhere and live streaming and stuff like that like to me this is probably the best example of how this can work really well it's kind of like a like an updated found footage yeah exactly Kind of like the Blair Witch, but with cameras all over the car and live streams and stuff like that. That's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. So Spree is definitely worth watching. Yeah. Give it a shot if you're under 40. (laughs) If you're under 40 and can understand what's going on. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Second Chance Cinema. As always, I'm MC. I'm Spro. And if you have any recommendations or critiques, criticisms, comments, whatever, just go ahead and page Spro. He'll get back to you when one of the payphones are free. (laughs) And until next time, (laughs) we thank you for joining us. Peace. I will follow him. Follow him wherever he may go There isn't an ocean too deep A mountain so high it can't keep me away 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Chance Cinema. If you have any comments, questions, corrections, or like to recommend a movie for a future show, you could reach us at secondchancecinema at gmail.com. That's 2ndchancecinema at gmail.com. We have a Second Chance Cinema Facebook group. You could find us on Twitter at MCNSpro or check us out on Instagram at 2ndchancecinema. To help our little show out, please tell your friends about us. Leave a review wherever you listen and be sure to subscribe and download each episode you listen to as those simple steps makes us much more visible in the universe, which makes these fine secret cinematic masterpieces more visible. And isn't that really the whole point? Now go on and have a beautiful day, you wonderful person, you. And if it's not a beautiful day outside, stay in and rediscover a gem from the past. Thanks for watching, and hopefully, a lot of you now follow me. What a crazy day for me. I really hope you guys learned something. I mean, I know you learned something. And as for me... The thing about me is that I'll continue to find Kurt. I will continue to dig until I get, until I get, the, until I get real Kurt. And that's why you're, that's why you will subscribe. <laughs>